Awesome. Another episode of technical explanation. And I started it with awesome, like I always do. Um, but uh, today my guest is Denny Ole. He is in Tiffin, Ohio. Denny, how you doing today, man? Good, man. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm really well. It's, it's good to see you, uh, you know, not with the stripes on and we're not at, you know, I'm not learning from you to become an official or I'm not coaching where you're officiating. It's just cool to catch up and just talk wrestling. Yeah, man. I was uh, I was thinking about that as I've been listening to some of your podcasts and I was thinking, well, this is probably a little different for Bryce because I was his teacher for his ref class. Yeah. And it's I mean, yeah, it is a little bit different. So I got to make sure I don't say anything uh, silly or get a rule or anything wrong. So I'm going to maybe skirt around that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, you've known about the show since it started, because that's about I started right when I was uh, going through, through your class, you and Laren's uh, Weichel's class. Um, how was your season this year, man? How was it? Um, I think I have my best season I've ever had. Um, I got to do a lot of good wrestling and I was fortunate enough this year to get put on the state tournament for the first time. So it was my rookie year of the state tournament, which was awesome. That's sweet, man. Um, you are the second guest that I've had on that had that it was their first time doing the state tournament this year. So, um, anyone listening, if you're an official, you probably know that's kind of a big deal, but it really is a huge deal. So I want to make sure that we talk about that. Um, but I think if we start right there, that'd be kind of putting the cart before the horse. Um, sure. So I know you're not originally from Ohio. So tell me, how did you, you know, how were you first exposed to wrestling? Okay. Um, so I'm from a little tiny town called Williamstown, West Virginia. Um, if you've heard, if you know of what wrestling in West Virginia, I'm sure you've heard of Parkersburg because that is your mecca of wrestling. That's the hotbed in West Virginia. Um, so my little high school is actually in the same county as Parkersburg. It's about eight to 10 miles down the road. Um, and it, it's also, it's kind of overshadowed by Parkersburg and Parkersburg South, but Williamstown's had very successful wrestling seasons. Um, so I started out in the peewees there. Uh, my peewee football coach said, Hey, you know, I think you should wrestle. And, um, at the time, my brother, my older brother was on the wrestling team and they were winning state championships. They had won the two and only two to this day uh, during the 80s. And I was like, well, yeah, like wrestling's awesome because we're winning. So um, got on the team, went through uh, Pee Wee's, went through junior high. Um, I was your consolation king. I don't have a lot of first place trophies. I've got I've got a lot of third and fourth place trophies. That was that was where I was at all the time. So um and what happened to me was I got to high school and was on the team. And I had a great high school wrestling coach. Shout out to Bob Pickens. He's in the National Hall of Fame representing West Virginia. Um, coached at our school for 25 years. 50-some uh, individual state champions, two state championships. A lot of success. But he was my coach. Um, and he had really good assistants that emphasized technique, 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 technique. And what happened? what happened for me was not so much the technique as I got in the weight room and my dad bought this really nice weight set for us off our neighbor. And anybody that says, you know, it's only technique. Um, once I got in the weight room and I gathered strength and I made some really good strengths cause I was playing football too. Um, that made my technique way better being stronger. I mean, you can practice the moves all you want, but once you realize you've gotten a little bit stronger, then it makes that technique easier to pull off. So my junior and senior year, I really had good, good seasons. Uh, started getting, winning tournaments, started getting some recognition. Uh, my senior year culminated with, I won the state championship at 160 pounds. 
um, which was which was awesome. That was probably the pinnacle of my wrestling career um, as a competitor. Uh, so that's that's how I got into wrestling. And then it and then believe it or not, I went to WVU, got a physical education teaching degree, went on to Marshall University in Huntington, where the West Virginia State Wrestling Tournament is held. And my master's program was athletic administration. So I, uh, my, you had to do an internship for your final thing there to graduate. And mine was to be the assistant to the state tournament director, which was really cool. So that, that introduced me to officiating because one of my duties was I had to organize the referees at the state tournament. Like when they got there, I had to show them where their locker room was, where their passes were and all, all the stuff that goes into a state tournament. And I did other things besides that. But, um, you know, any state, all this state tournament stuff, it doesn't just happen. It takes a lot of people. So uh, as you well know, with the OAC, so it takes a lot of people. And I just got to be one of those people one year. And um, what was really cool for me was I, I met them all at the door as they came in, ushered them to their locker room and realized, hey, these are the guys that refereed me when I was in school. <laughs> and like, I'm like, well, this guy was really tough on stalling. And this guy, man, he would never call takedown, you know, and then. So that's the only way I knew them. But as I got them to their locker room, they're like shaking hands with each other. They're happy to see each other. They're, they're not talking about wrestling at all. They're talking about kids and going fishing and their jobs and retirements. And I'm like, these are regular people. These are like, I mean, they're not talking about wrestling or being nervous or anything. So uh, that was my first like re realization that these are just regular people. They're not like enemies out to get coaches or out to get wrestlers or out to get whoever. They're just regular people. So that was my first mix with, a, with an officiating officials. Um, and then I move on to, uh, I graduate, I go back home, substitute teaching. The coach Pickens retires, everybody bumps up and I bump into assistant wrestling coach at my old high school. And here's something neat that probably Ohio people don't know. In West Virginia and all sports, Every coach has to take the head coach has to take the rules test every year before the season. It's part really? of the, Yeah. Yeah. So like That's you get genius. your packet for the season, right? It's got all your eligibility and, and your, you know, all the stuff, the rule books and all that. Well, they also in West Virginia give you the hundred question officials test. Now you don't have to get any passing score. There's no requirement. You just have to turn one in before your team can compete in the season. So the new head coach was busy doing head coach stuff, playing in practice, whatever. And he's like, here, all take this, take this test. So I get it. And, you know, I'm like, man, I'm going to crush this thing. I've wrestled my whole life. I went down through it. I didn't look anything up. I'm like, I know these, they're all true, false. I got them. You know, I, I, I'm like, there might be one or two. I don't know. So to be an official, you have to pass 75% of this test. Um, so a couple of weeks later before the season starts, we get the result back and I'm like, coach, what I get, what I get on that test. And, and he, let's just say I was not going to be an eligible official. So, <laughs> uh, right then and there, I was like, um, maybe I don't know as much as I think I do. And maybe I shouldn't be yelling at these refs that, you know, I, during the preseason, some of the stuff we've been doing, I'm like, maybe I should keep my mouth shut because obviously I don't know what I think I know. And then that's what led me into fishing. The very next year, um, we come to the season again. I'm like, well, if I got to take this test, I'm just going to take the class. And I got certified. Um, and then I was coaching and officiating back and forth. And then I went straight into officiating. So I did 17 years in West Virginia. I meet my wife up here in Ohio. We move up to uh, Tiffin and uh, been been the rest of my years. Uh, so that's six more years, seven years in Ohio. And that's that's where I am today. I got state tournament this year. It was awesome.
Yeah. Hey, and then uh, you you mentioned a couple of things I want to dive into, but Parkersburg isn't like Braxton a- a- Amos from there, right? Yeah, he wrestled at Parkersburg South. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember we had a conversation about that. Anyone listening, if you don't know who Braxton Amos is, look it up. You should know if you're a fan. Yeah. He wrestles for uh, Wisconsin. Um, they're doing some great things there. Yeah, um, he uh, he got into the he wrestled at the NCAA's. You know, he didn't play, so I don't think. Um, yeah, but he was hurt, like hurt all year, wasn't he? Yeah, he he had a he was in and out of the lineup all year. I'm not sure what was going on there. Um, you know, actually, I got a funny story about Braxton real quick. He came to our little wrestling camp my school had when he was in like second or third grade, and we quickly realized that we had to move him out of the the little kids group and put him in the high school kids group because he was hurting dudes. So, <laughs> He was a big bad dude when he was in second and third grade. He, he's a monster. Shout out to Wayne Fish. Uh, he wrote a song. You ever heard of Wayne Fish? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote the song, the yeah. famous Braxton Amos. Yes, the famous Braxton Amos. That guy's yeah. a fool, man. Yeah, I think, what was Braxton close to doing something on the freestyle circuit there? He almost got somewhere. Yeah, he, he, I think he was like a, a match away from, you know, making, making the, the team there. Um, which it's crazy because it seems like every weight class is like that because we're just so loaded now. Sure. Um, but okay, I cover that. So, um, and you teach at at Tiffin, right? No, I, I live in Tiffin. I teach at Fremont Ross. Oh, you're at Ross. By yeah, the yeah. way, by the way, holy cow! Their their youth wrestling team is like I don't know where it came from. Well, I know kind of, but yeah, they had like four or five placers at OAC Junior High State. I didn't see how they did this last week at grade school, but I was thoroughly impressed. Like when yeah, I was growing up, Fremont Ross wasn't where you'd go to wrestle. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Chad Long, I'm sure you know Chad from yeah, Clyde. Well, Chad Long is the reason I chose Bowling Green State University because I saw him <laughs> Northwestern in football. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, well, I talked to Chad Long every morning on the way to work. He's the head football coach at Fremont. And, uh, you know, I get the updates on his kids are going through the wrestling program at Fremont. So, um, you know, I know, I know they got one guy in the room that's, that's coaching them up and, you know, with Chad and his kids being there. Yeah. Chad, uh, anyone listening, Chad's from Clyde, uh, Clyde, Ohio, Clyde Flyers. I think he was a two time state champion in wrestling. I think, uh, he was two time runner up, two time runner up. Okay. Yeah. Either way. And like all Ohio played uh, college ball too. He was, yeah. he was all around great athlete. And another fun fact about Chad, his wife, Jen Long, is the new head wrestling coach for the Fremont girls team. Yeah, they have like 26 girls in their program. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. And so to give people that are listening perspective like that, that's impressive in Columbus, Ohio, you know, or Toledo or, or maybe Cleveland. But Fremont is not any of those. Uh, yeah. Fremont's 20, 30 minutes away from Toledo. So it's really cool. I think that just goes to show that you can have girls wrestling anywhere, like any yeah, sort yeah. of community. Cause that's the type of community you wouldn't be like, that's where they're going to have a club of 26 girls. Right. Um, you know, Chad Long having three girls. Uh, that helps too. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. And he's got a little boy too. The youngest one's a boy. So. <laughs> um, one of the other things too. So with your teaching, don't you do like a, like a, some time, spend some time on wrestling or like officiating or something, or that's something we talked about at one point. Um, are you referring, you're referring to the class, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Class. Okay. So a few years ago, um, the principal at Fremont, his name's Brian Zeller, who is a former wrestler. Uh, he wrestled at Swanton. Um, his son actually just placed this weekend fourth at the OAC. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. Shout out. Congratulations. That's huge accomplishment. That's Eddie Zeller. 
yeah. one division tournament that you're the fourth best at that weight in the state. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I know it was one of his big season goals was just a podium and, and he got to clear up to fourth place. So um, today he was in my room today. We were watching videos of Eddie uh, going through. So it was pretty cool. Um, but he came to me, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago. And he said, what if we worked it around to offer wrestling officiating and football officiating? Cause I, I, re I referee football as well. Um, and he said, what if we can work that way where you get licensed to be an instructor and then we can offer it here as a class for the kids. So I kind of had to come up with like a syllabus and a, uh, you know, I had to present it to the curriculum board basically on the benefits of becoming an official or having an official's class, you know, which mainly focused around, you know, it's a way for, it's another elective for kids. It's a way to help out your community and it's also a way for them to earn money. So, um, Needless to say, it passed with flying colors, and we, we offered it in the very next semester. Um, so for nine weeks, I teach football officiating, and the second nine weeks, I teach wrestling. So it's a semester course. Um, you get an elective credit on your report card, and if you don't have a phys ed credit, it counts as that as well. But, you know, most of these guys are uh, – and these guys and girls are sport-minded people, so phys ed's like their thing. So um, – but – it has grown tremendously. The first time I did it, I think I had six kids. And right now this semester, I've got over 20. So, Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, working at all these tournaments that I get to do, um, I run into a lot of folks that are wrestling folks and, and they're educators and phys, phys ed's their thing. And I keep right. saying, you got to talk to Denny, man, because <laughs> just imagine, just imagine, you know what I mean? Like who wouldn't want to, who doesn't want to, you know, serve make sports possible make money and get the credit that you need to graduate um yes. like you said flying colors that's a pretty easy sell if i was selling that product i'd be a very happy man um so kudos to you for taking the initiative and and you're, you're obviously your principal too but um i don't think that's a very common thing so i would love hopefully maybe someone sees this and uh, inspires them to try to do that too yeah i mean i sound a little selfish but here part of my job i get for an hour a day i get to talk about wrestling for an hour a day and I get paid to do it. It's part of my job. It's right before lunch. We talk, you know, in the fall, it's football, but then it's wrestling, you know, it's, it's kind of fun because I usually teach work with uh, kids in math and things like that. But uh, cause I, I do a special ed job and then I do a virtual uh, school job, but most of the time, you know, I get to do this officiating class, which breaks up the day. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you, the heavyweight from Fremont that won the state tournament, um, Ethan Green, he, he is a certified official because he took officiating class. Really? Yeah. So yeah. I didn't know about him. So by my count, I knew of four others. So that is five state placers this year, all in the top four that okay. are licensed officials. Yeah. Are you counting? Uh, there's uh, two kids from Monroeville also. I got them in there. I got Hayden Kuhn. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You just mentioned, and there's uh, one other. The names miss skipping me right now. But I literally went through there and checked. You know, if any of them are officials, and but there's a correlation. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, maybe if you know the rules and you know how officials are thinking, maybe you can wrestle a little more strategic, right? Yeah, we had a tournament this past weekend, and I had one of those kids at the tournament. You know, and he, I said, put him on my mat, and and we worked together. And he, you know, he made some mistakes, but they weren't no big deals. We got through it. And at the end of the tournament, I, you know, I said, did you have fun? He's like, oh, man, I love it. And I said, OK, now you're really going to have fun. I handed him his paycheck. And he's like, holy crap. He goes, <laughs> it's like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm quitting my job at Taco Bell. And I said, well, hold up here. You know, it's not like <laughs> there's a lot of tournaments around here right now. So wait till next uh, next year and we'll get you in some tournaments. But he's like, you're going to pay me to do this, which I remember when I started, I, I got my first paycheck. I'm like, I just had fun around the wrestling mats all day. And they just gave me like 150 bucks. Felt so, kind of dirty, right? It's like, yeah, it's Hayden Kuhn, who I mentioned, you know, he's a junior. So he'll be a senior next year. This is his second year being an official at the o OAC grade school state tournament, which is a pretty uh, well-known tournament. Um, you know, it's, it's the competitions there. And so it's big just, a show. you know, it's a big deal. And if you can get your license when you're 15, like he did, you can do some amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you start young like that, you get, you do a good job and, and you get noticed pretty quick. So you mentioned that you're also a football official. If you would, if you'd humor me, can you kind of like juxtapose and compare football and wrestling like how are they the same how are they different um that sort of stuff and and, and i i would like i'd yeah i want to know about the mechanics but i also like to know about i think in football you're a little bit more separated from the crowd too so the coaches might be chirping in your ear like they are in wrestling but you know that dynamic too does that make sense yeah yeah there there's some similarities and differences um mainly the, the biggest difference is in wrestling, obviously you got a lot smaller space and less guys to watch and less things to watch for the football rule book is massive. Um, but that's why it takes five, six guys to officiate it. Uh, and the, and the playing surface is so much bigger and there's so much more room and things to watch for. Um, but some of the same things mechanically wise, you know, they're going to, when you get evaluated, they're going to look at how good your signals are. They're going to look, are you in the right position? Because positioning means I'm where I'm supposed to be to see what I'm supposed to see. And that goes with football and every, any sport, really. I mean, think baseball, basketball, you got to be in position. Um, and then, but if you study your mechanics books for both sports, they're going to put you in position. If you know where to be and what to look for and anticipate, uh, that, that's what all the mechanic books are designed for. So um, when you say, say mechanics books, are you talking about this one for yep. wrestling, right? Yep, the green book. Yeah. It's awesome. The green book. Yeah. That is, that is the, I call mechanics of officiating. That's the essence of officiating. You know, I could give you a rules test and you could tell me every single rule in that book. Um, but if you are not out there and actually see it and standing where you need to be standing and be at a distance or be able to look at what you're supposed to be looking for, you know, it really doesn't matter if you know all the rules because if you don't see it, then it doesn't matter. So um, if you want to become an official, yeah, you got to pass a rules test. If you want to become a great official, you got to master the mechanics. That's, that's a great, I mean, a great way to put it. You're not the first person and you won't be the last person that's told me that. Um, you're right. Anyone can take it. I mean, think about it in school too, right? I could cram before a test and take a test and be really good that next day or whatever, but how good am I going to be later? Because I didn't take the time to actually do it the proper way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's what, what do they call it? I'm trying to think, uh, yeah. Anyhow. Um, so Ohio and West Virginia. So you worked a West Virginia state tournament when you, when you were official there 16 years, you worked it when you were doing your internship was an internship, right? I was, I was like in the administrative part of it for my internship. And then I got selected twice to officiate it. Okay. So you've done that twice. You've yes. now done Ohio one time. Yes. Here and contrast those ones for us, please. Okay. Well, if you take the three divisions in Ohio and count the number of schools, you're going to be over the total amount of schools altogether in West Virginia. 
So in West Virginia, they break the state tournament into two divisions. You got the smallest schools, which are considered A, and then the middle-sized schools are double A. They combine them to one, so A, double A. And then your big schools are triple A. So there's only two tournaments going on at the West Virginia State Tournament. Um, there's only one qualifier to get to it. So you're put into a regional, top four of the regional, go to state, four regions, 16-man bracket, which is the district piece of Ohio. But Ooh. there's no, there's not enough schools to justify a sectional. You just don't. Yeah, but, but that, I mean, still, though, if you have an off day, you know what I mean? Like, you could have an off day at sectionals, maybe not get the seed that you want, and then you're back on your game next week. And you're, you, you can position yourself for optimal results, right? Sure. But when yeah, you have yeah. one qualifier and let's say you got a cold that week, right? I mean, that's, ooh, wow. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that that's tough. Like that, yeah, that tough it tournament. Is. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we go from, you know, Ohio's got, all, you know, if you think about it really, Ohio's got almost a month of postseason wrestling ballpark, three weeks. Um, where West Virginia, you got two weeks. You're going to do your, your league tournament, and then you're going to regionals. And then, you know, if you're getting the top four, you're going to the state. Um, but the, the biggest difference is, you know, overall, Ohio has a lot more talent. Um, you know, is you it got talent or just depth? De yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you're depth. Like, West Virginia, you know, we'll have a Braxton Amos every now and then. And Braxton Amos can go anywhere. It doesn't matter what state that guy's in. He's, he's good. He's winning. Uh, yeah. He's winning. You know, we don't – we have – we don't have the depth of the St. Ed's and the, uh, you know, Graham's and all those guys, those, those, uh, you know, historical teams of Ohio, you know, um, we might have one, you know, where, where it's like Parkersburg South for 10 years. And then, you know, it might, someone else might pop up there, but they, we don't have a lot of those. You, you know what I'm saying? Because the schools are so small, like a full lineup in West Virginia is hard to find. Yeah. Um, Hey, isn't Wheeling a pretty good area for wrestling too, or right on the border, Ohio, West Virginia border? Yeah, the Northern Panhandle, Wheeling. I, you know, I, I don't have as much uh, uh, pay attention as much to West Virginia wrestling as I used to, but Wheeling, I think Wheeling Park just won the state tournament in the big school. Yeah, well, first time I, South hasn't won in years. Yeah, well, I just remember um, I was in college, but I, my dad still coached, so I'd go back and watch wrestling. And one time, my the youngest upper Troy upper. Um, I think it was his senior year. They went to Wheeling is like the Wheeling park duels. I mean, it was, yeah. there was teams from Puxaton. I mean, from all over it. I mean, it was tough. Yeah. And that's a good tournament. It was, it was a really good tournament. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And uh, anytime I'm in Wheeling, I always mention that tournament <laughs> and I'm talking to bankers. They could oh, care yeah. less. <laughs> Just when you see, is there a wrestler in the room? Like, who yeah. do I need to focus my attention on, right? Yeah, that, um, o, that OVAC conference is there, too, where it's teams from Ohio and West Virginia make, like, a humongous conference, 40, 50-some teams. Yeah, and I'd imagine that, like, I don't know, like, the being official down there, like, trying to switch between – not that the rules are the same, sure. but the calls are different, right? Like, so if you're on the Ohio PA border, yeah. I guarantee you if you're officiating in Ohio, it's way different than what you're expected to – how you're expected to officiate in Pennsylvania – I wonder if that's kind of the same thing down there in West Virginia and Ohio. Yeah. Um, would you say the wrestling styles are similar or different or if they're different or similar, what's, what would those things be? But I, I think West Virginia and Ohio are a lot more related styles of wrestling than Ohio and Pennsylvania. You know, yeah, Pennsylvania, okay. that's a very fair assessment. Yeah. They're, they're, they want to be on the mat. They like on the mat wrestling where Ohio and West Virginia, they, they tend to be takedowns and they want to be on their feet. Um, 
I've roughed the, uh, a few national tournaments, uh, like the Grand River Rumble in the summer and stuff like that. And you see some guys from all over the place and, and you get, you get a little bit of flack from coaches that aren't from Ohio. Like, um, like they'll, they'll, they'll be like, well, he's calling stalling because that's the way Ohio hits you for stalling. And, you know, and they don't let us wrestle on the mat. You'll hear, you'll hear from these coaches a little bit, but you know, they're probably right. It's, it's a, just a different interpretation. So. Yeah, I mean, some of the times they might be right. Some of the other times they might just be making an excuse, right? Because it makes sure. them yeah. makes it easier to sleep at night. Yeah, um, yeah. So we mentioned very early on, uh, you know, you and Laren trained me. By the way, uh, anyone that wants to become an official in Ohio, regardless of where you're at, they did this. Denny, <laughs> Denny and Laren did this thing all via Zoom, which works perfect for me for my work schedule. I can remember the first time I was an official, uh, I took my classes. I had to drive to Bellevue, which is 20 minutes away from me, sit for two hours in a classroom, right? And then drive back. Um, we didn't have Zoom then, but this experience was great. Still got all the information I needed to do, take the test. I know uh, I didn't do it, but then others, then you guys helped them with mechanics, uh, yeah. you know, showed them around and stuff. I don't really have many intentions of getting on the mat because of my work, uh, working with wrestling and coaching and stuff. Yeah. But if you seriously, if you want to become an official or you're even thinking about it and like kind of you're just saying the class isn't worth it, I would say not so fast. Check this one out um, to and to the point of you guys ran that class that was scheduled. And then like two or three weeks later, two high school kids said, we'd like to become officials. And you did that over their Christmas break, right? Right. Yeah. We, we are like the Christmas express class. Yeah. So there's, there's no excuse anymore. Um, you know, as a wrestling community, we need officials and we need people that love and are passionate for the sport. So uh, reach out to me, reach out to Denny, um, you know, to do that. Cause you guys are going to keep doing that, right? Yeah, actually um, I just got it approved today. We're, we're doing one on April 25th. It's posted right now on OHSAA for anybody. It's all zoom. You know, you can be from Cincinnati or wherever you want to be from, and you can, it, we're going to do it again. Um, I'm in the middle. Here's something I did, Bryce, with the uh, the slides. So I'm teaching these high school kids, right? And I'm a teacher by trade. And I know high school kids, you know, you can lose them pretty quick if it's not interesting. And some of our old slideshows, you know, there's 60 some slides to one unit. I can't keep high school kids dialed in for, for 16 of those slides. So um, I'm revamping the slides. I'm not saying the old slides are bad. They're great. They're very in-depth, but uh, I'm making it more modern a little bit with some actual visual pictures as opposed to like, you know, diagrams. And then, um, I, but I'm also cutting them down a little bit so I can get through them. I'm not saying we got to rush through it. That's not what I'm saying, but it just makes it uh, more applicable for younger kids. So it's more, my new, my new slides are more addressed to the younger kids because that's what I do. I'm going to be teaching this class every year. In, in high school. So I, I kind of adapted that way. No, I think, I think what, what you're saying isn't too much different than something, you know, that just happened to uh, me and my, my real job with work. And uh, you know, we had 60 or hundred slides, right. And you've got an yeah. hour or 90 minutes and, and that isn't how people learn. Um, yeah. it, 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 I won't wax on this too long, but we learn from stories. Like, because when you're a caveman, um, someone goes out and they're going to find food or whatever. And then, you know, they see a lion, they go back and they tell the story that they saw a lion. Don't walk that way. Right. We are <laughs> yeah. programmed 
to learn through stories and things like that. We are not programmed to have a whole bunch of information thrown at us and then expect us to retain it all. So what I think you just said is I'm making my presentation more effective so that it actually resonates and people learn something. Yeah. Um, I try to find good pictures on the internet. You know, it was funny today I was working on whatever rule six and I'm coming and you know, what comes up all the time is OHSAA state tournament pictures. Like there's some great pictures that give us really good examples of, okay, this is a standing reversal. This can be construed as standing reversal. So, or this is um, you can see how this kid's fleeing the mat, like really great pictures out there that, you know, I can, I can explain fleeing the mat to you, but if you see this kid, the one guy's got a single leg, and the other guy's diving out of bounds. Oh, that's fleeing the mat. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's a lot of these real life, life pictures are, are going to make it a lot better. I think. That's awesome. And uh, so just so, so I don't forget when we're done, remind me of those dates and send me some information so we can pump it out through the Facebook and social media channels mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to an officials class uh, this weekend. Uh, at the Russell against autism tournament, 28 new officials, five females. Um, and then they'll do two days of training and then they get on the mat and officiate the matches on Sunday and then they're ready to go and they take the test the next week. So doing these things this way, man, this is, I, I believe wholeheartedly what you guys are doing is the future. And, uh, it's the way that I think everyone now, after two and a half years of the pandemic, some people are never going back into the office ever. So learning through Zoom is just life, yes. um, you know? So why not adapt how we uh, train officials to what they're used to doing in their real jobs? Right, yeah. I mean, uh, and, you know, we use it for all kinds of stuff at school now. I mean, it's all Zoom stuff. Uh, my wife is one of those people. She works at home now, like, and loves it. So, but she's yeah. always got Zoom and whatever. So it is pretty awesome. Um, her life now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you six years in Ohio and you got your first state tournament. That's actually really impressive because we all know it's hard to get that opportunity and to do that in six years, even though I know those six years are probably really long, right? If <laughs> the season's really long, I'm not trying to like downplay that. But what I'm trying to say is you're doing something really good to get assigned in six years in. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that was one of your goals. And in wrestling, it's all about setting goals. What's your next goal? What do you want to accomplish next? Well, I, I told my wife this when I when I got the the in December, I got the email or whatever that I've been selected for the state tournament. I remember just like my my jaw dropped. I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, and so I go in, I go in, and I said, you know, she's all happy for me, and um, and she's like, oh, that's the greatest thing. And I'm thinking, yes, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my officiating career. And then I thought, I immediately think, okay what's next, even though I haven't even done it yet. So my thought was my neck, my goal is to do a good enough job at the state tournament to get invited back at some point. I don't know if it'll be in 10 years. I don't know if it'll be next year. I don't know. Um, you know, cause there's a lot of really good officials that really deserve it. Uh, but the, my goal, next goal, I guess would be is that they thought I did a good enough job that they want me to come back sometime. Okay. Yeah. And then while you're there, I mean, you're being evaluated, all the rules interpreters and everyone's there. Um, And doesn't it go like you can be two years in a row, you could be assigned, but then you have to be off a year or two or something like that. That's exactly what it's two out of three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That way they can cycle guys through, they can, you know, get, which we need to do, but so potentially you could achieve that goal next year, which would then tie 
what you did in West Virginia in 16 years, right? So in seven right. years. Yes. Yes. I keep in track. I'm tracking. Um, that's awesome, man. This says a lot. Yeah. And I tell you what, um, kudos to OHSA. I mean, I tell everybody this, like, you know, I've been to the Ohio State Wrestling Tournament. I watched it. Um, and I, I, I cannot say, I mean, I can't imagine any other state in our country that has something better than the OHSA does. I, I can't either. Um, and, you know, when you think about it and you watch some of these and it's, I'm not, I guess I am making a judgment somewhat. I'm not trying to, but you know, when you think of it, it's the state tournament, it's the pinnacle of the season. For some people, it's the pinnacle of their career or, or, or whatever. Those kids, you know, they deserve something special. Um, yeah. and, and, and being named a state champion is something special. Don't get me wrong. Medal is great, but it doesn't matter. Like, Right. running through a 32 man bracket or a 16 man bracket in some States and whatever, and, and having your hand raised on Sunday or Saturday or whatever day it is. Yeah. That's amazing. But they deserve, you know, kind of that pomp and circumstance. Like it needs to be elevated beyond anything that they've gone to all year. You know, and when you're talking in Ohio, you've got Iron Man, you know, uh, you know, Top Gun, stuff like that. Top Gun didn't happen this year and they're all done really well. And they're in nice schools. But there's nothing like walking up to an arena as a spectator or a fan and just being like, oh, this is serious now, you know? Um, and so, but, yeah, I mean, but in some states, and I'm sure it's probably because of uh, funding, but some states that state tournament's held in just a, a high school gym. And, yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I, I, I that's mean, it, that's New Jersey, I think, New Jersey. And they're the arguably one of the best states of wrestling, you know? I tell, I tell people this all the time, you know, people talk to me because they know I'm involved in wrestling. I'm an official. They know, you know, they just know I'm a wrestling guy and they might may or may not know anything about wrestling or just a little bit. I tell everybody this, if it go to the Ohio state wrestling tournament, just for like one of the days, if you want to go the first night, go the first night or the, all of it, whatever it is. It's an event to see whether you're into wrestling or kind of into wrestling or know a little bit. About it, it is an event, man, the way they run that thing. And, I'll tell you this, after officiating it, there is not one thing that those guys don't cover. Like the people that run that tournament and, and all the administrators and the rules interpreters, there is no, no stone unturned. They, they, every minute of that tournament is planned for and, and has had a lot of thought go into it. Yeah, and you know what? If, like, if, if you had one session that you had to pick, this is going to be pr pretty obvious. I have two close ones, but if you go to the finals and see that awards presentation, right. And then that video, the parade yeah. of champions in that video. Yes. Right. Then the wrestling on elevated surface, like, and that doesn't give you goosebumps at some point. Yeah. Then you really don't like wrestling as much as you think you should. You, you absolutely hate wrestling. If that's the case. Yeah, I mean, cause I mean, even the national anthem, I've only been doing that since I was in fourth grade. So 1994, <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. Um, yeah. And we're biased. We admit it, people. We're from Ohio. We get it. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Um, they do a really, really great job. And then to that point, smart folks understand they're doing something right. Let's try to do it a little bit differently. But do you know, and that's what the OEC is trying to do is smaller arena, obviously for younger kids, but trying to get them prepared for the, the day that they get to go to the shot and scene center and walk out in front of 20,000 people. Um, yeah, you know, if you've never done anything like that before, that could maybe throw you off your game a little bit. 
Certainly did for me in an aspect. Um, you know, I get down there on Friday, we go through a few meetings. Um, finally, we get dressed and we, we, we head to the floor. And when you walk out to that shot and steam, it is humongous. Like for me, like little kid, massive. little town, West Virginia, I look up and like, there's bleachers everywhere, the big scoreboard, all the mats. It was very intimidating at first. I walked out and I'm like, holy moly. And then, but for me, um, once I got to my mat, met my, my official table workers and all that stuff. And the first set of kids come up and I blow the whistle in, in, in the way I officiate, I was back in just some small gym. It was just me, the kids and the mat. And it shrunk it, for you. Kind of just, yeah, just, yeah, it just, it all, it was, it was kind of like, you know, I just, my focus kicked in and it was just a wrestling match for me. Although I know what's at stake. I know it's a big deal. Um, but for me, I've, I thought I was going to be much more nervous, but as soon as the whistle blew, I just fell right into what I do, um, which uh, I kind of got, I talked to a lot of uh, officials that I know that had been there before. And they, they just said, just be you. Once you blow that whistle, it'll all be okay. And, you know, you get to the finals and I had a, uh, I had a really barn burner final. I had the 126 final. And in what division? In division two. Um, okay. Kid got a reversal with five seconds to go or something to win it. And, uh, but again, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on this platform. There's all these people watching me. But as soon as I got him out there and I blew the whistle, it was it was a wrestling match. I felt very comfortable, which was a relief for me because I didn't think it'd be like that, but it really was. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. Cause like so I've talked to some, you know, people, and maybe it's a state tournament, maybe it's like a Tulsa or, or you know, some some big tournament, right? Like sure. where I want to, I'm going to use air quotes. The, the stakes are raised, right? But it, it really, honestly, if you really care about what you're doing as an official, the stakes are always the same. Like, I want to make sure I keep everyone safe. I want to call the right calls. If I make a mistake, I want to get the call right. And I want to do it, you know, in an efficient way, right? But sometimes when you talk to people and it's their first time doing something that they perceive as maybe the next level or something like that, they're like, oh, I did this to prepare and this and this. and But they don't realize everything that you've been doing before is what got you the invite to do what you're doing now. So like, you can always get better at getting better, but you don't have to like change your stripes. Right. You, you sound just like Toby Dunlop in the first referee meeting. You, like, listen, you know, I love Toby. I've never heard him say that, but that's, yep. I was, I mean, just, no, that's, that's, but it's what it is. He said, do what you did to get you selected to be here. And, and, you know, they, they reiterated that at every meeting, you have a meeting before every round. And that's what they said. Uh, you had, it was funny, like we were doing the, uh, you know, I was walking around the Reno on Friday before it started and they do the big picture where they get all the rest together and take the picture for the, dude, I love doing those photos, but doing it at state, that'd be cool, huh? And they give you a nice picture of it. That's like one of your, Oh, you get it. Yeah. They give you a picture, you get a pin for your jacket, you get a patch, you get a program has your name in it and stuff. They give it, they do a really good job of just giving you some souvenirs to remember it by, um, but I was talking with Jim Vreeland, who's in my association, which we are so lucky that we were one Jim of us. Jim was my first teacher. Oh, so okay. Him and you and Laren. Well, Jim's in our association, which, I mean, we, we are luckier than other associations because we get all the fresh stuff every time because he doesn't miss very many meetings. But, um, you know, I'm talking with Jim. He's like, how you feeling? He always calls me Den. How you feeling, Den? And I'm like, oh, I'm great. <laughs> And I said, uh, I said, after I call it fluff, all this pageantry and fluff, sooner or later, wrestling term is going to break out, I think. And he's like, yep. He goes, just wait for that first whistle. You'll settle right in. And, you know, and he was 100% right. It was all fluff and pageantry, which is really, really cool. But then, boom, we got kids out. They're on the mat. I don't even remember where they're from. One's red, one's green, blow the whistle and figure it out. 
So it was fun, man. Man, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for you. It's obviously well-deserved. Um, but now let's talk, let's get a little more serious. Okay. okay. How okay. was the hospitality room? <laughs> um, you get, you get lunches and breakfast, man, all you can eat. You really don't have time to eat much. They got a little bit of snacks behind the score table over there, but overall, um, hospitality room was okay. Had plenty to eat. Uh, but I like these little like hometown hospitality rooms that I get. Like there are, I'm not going to lie. All along the wall. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Crockpot row is my favorite. Um, you may, if you're on my mat, you might miss me for a little bit because I'm in there eating. That's why you got to go 30 on 30 off. You know, if, if they've got enough officials that yeah. way, I'm telling you, that's the way to go if you can. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's the best, where's the best hospitality room you've ever had? The best I ever had was and make sure to give this pool and the, and the tournament a shout out. Well, you talk about Clyde all the time. Okay. I hear I you. Do. Well, you know, you got <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Jennings. We just talked about Chad long and they were awesome back in the nineties and all that. I get it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't around for any of that. So I really don't care about that. I always tell Chad long, whatever I wasn't. If my dad ever watches this, I'm going to get in so much trouble, (laughs) but I've done the Clyde invite a few times and I'm telling you that has been some great food. Like you said, it's crock pots up and down the wall, man. Um, All you can eat. Clyde did a really good job with their food. And then um, Mohawk out here, right? Just South of Tiffin is Mohawk and they have phenomenal hospitality. Those those were the two I was going to mention, actually. The, the Mohawk gets that. They get, like, you, like, 16-inch subs, like, whole subs. Yeah. And they're just like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Clyde, man, they've been – I mean, they, they were a wrestling powerhouse before. They're back on the come up. They've been yeah. doing this before. They know what works and how to get good officials to come back. And yeah. as silly as it sounds, I mean, other than being – how you're treated and, and those other things in the pay, like, hospitality room and – like getting the contract on time and communication with where you need to be and when and everything. That's what makes officials want to work there again, because it makes their life easier. Just tell me where I need to be when, so I can do my job and we can have wrestling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. I mean, well-organized tournaments are, you know, Clyde runs. I mean, I don't know how many tournaments they have with junior high. They run at least five uh, because they do a junior high one. Then they do the Bubba Andrews invite. And then the day after that, they do a Beatty tournament. Then they do two high school ones. So, you know, when you got Flu there, Matt Flewelling. Yeah, Flu. Yeah. Flu is the man. I'm telling you what, and you don't, when he starts running through those, you know, when the tournament starts and he gets those brackets going, I mean, it's not a long day. They are well organized. And, and I mean, they're on the money with how they run that. No, and he, he runs a great seating meeting. So you don't sit there and wait uh, for, as from a coach perspective, you, you've probably never been in there, but, you know, those things can drag out. He's, no nonsense. That's like, let's get to this and let's get to why we're here. Let's wrestle. Yeah. Uh, he, he does the SBC, which is a great wrestling tournament. Um, he does a lot, dude. <laughs> he was helping out at OAC the last two weeks. I know he, he does nationals in district. So he's been at like uh, four or five OAC events this year, too, helping out, too. So, like, when he's not even doing his own stuff, he's uh, working and learning. So, yeah, shout out. I don't even think he's a wrestling minded guy. I think it's football primarily, but he yeah, just likes football coach. And, and I think his son plays basketball or something. So, Yeah. Who knows? I'm just glad that we got him in the area yeah. because most of the tournaments I go to, he runs. And so I know if he says we're starting at this time, we're going to end at this time. It's like clockwork, um, which as an official, you like to know too, because you like to kind of divide the hours by the pay and kind of be like, right. At least I do. 
Yeah, Larry Rump, he's official outside of Tiffany. He can tell you after skin checks and weigh-ins how long we're going to be there. He Larry's awesome, man. He's quiet. Wrestling calculator is what I call him. He can figure out what time we're going to be done. He can tell you how many matches are going to be, how many is going to be on each mat. It's amazing. I'm like, Larry, we just wait him in. How do you even know that? So. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's 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 quiet a lot of the time, but when he talks, it's you got to listen. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Well, he, he's got uh, you know forty some years experience. Well, yeah, and he was he's from Indiana originally, I think, right? Yeah, yep. Okay. He started out in Indiana. That's where he's he came from. Then he's in Michigan for a little while, but he's ref he's refed on all of them. Yeah, which I mean, you would think think of how much you learn in your experience in one state. Now go to other states and see how they call things maybe a little bit different or how their meetings. You, that's a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Um, well, so let, let me know. Let me let me ask. What's uh, what are you looking forward to most next season? Like, what tournaments do you got already contracts for? Or think you know you're, you're pretty sure you're going to be doing what? What are you looking forward to? Or what do you have planned in the off season other than that class that you mentioned? Again, when is that class again? Uh, it starts on April 25th, the first day. What we're going to do is. I'm going to set up two versions of it, although it's going to be the same class. We're going to have the adult version because if you're an adult, you're not in school. You got to pay the higher price. Uh, high school kids only have to pay 35 bucks. So Dude, that's brilliant. So how are you offsetting that, though? Can I ask? So I'm going to post two classes. If you go on OHSAA, there's going to be, you know, South Shores Wrestling Association, Denny Alt, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's going to be two of them. And if you're a high school kid, one will have a disclaimer there, high school kids only for 35 and then the uh, then the other one will be for adults, anybody outside of high school. So there'll be two classes there, but they'll be ran together. And when can people sign up uh, for that? Like, when's the start date? And it, I think it's live now, right? And yeah, when's the end adult date? versions on there. They're currently getting the uh, the high school version, the high school kids version put in. So I would say within within a week, the both will be live, and you can register at any time. You just got to pay your fee and register, and then you're there. Okay. Well, let's make sure that we work together to, to promote that. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'll let's get you some that. info out and you can put it out. Um, yeah. The, uh, but you were next season. Um, I'm on the SBC again, which was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, every weight class there is good. Um, I've got the Hepner, which is Austin Town Fitch area. Um, oh, and I got that down. through my state tournament crew, um, Rich Kunkel who uh, was my mat captain at the state. You get put on a team of three and one guy's like the guy that's done a lot of state tournaments and uh, he's called your mat captain. And uh, he was my mat captain. And he, he's like, Hey man, I think you did a good job. Why don't you come over to the Hepner with us, which is a two day tournament over his way. And I, you know, it's, I think it's pretty good schools, Cleveland area, Youngstown area. So. Uh, hey, that's a good, that's a good uh, early indicator of maybe next year. Right. And, yeah, and I, mean, I don't know. Um, who knows? Uh, but, you know, I, and then I got, you know, my regular schedule. Um, this past year, I got to do Graham. Graham was at Tiffin. and I. Oh, you know, yeah. You, I remember you and I spoke about the year. Super yeah. Where were we? We were somewhere else, and you're like, oh, tomorrow I'm, I've got the Graham. Oh, Tiffin. we were at D3 Duels. Yeah. I okay. got to do Friday. Oh, what? what? You didn't give that hospitality room any props? No, nah, well, I, I was busy. I had, I had, you're busy that first night. I'm there. just messing with you. I'm just going to, I'm, I, I put that in there so I can chirp Drew up for and make sure that he bring or Corey up for, I should say, yeah. step his game up. Yeah. Well, I'm coming back to D3 duels next year. So now I'll have both days. So I, ex I expect to get the full hospitality. Yes, sir. We'll make sure. But yeah, those are ones I'm looking forward to. Um, 
you know, and we'll see what else comes. I got a lot of my schedules already booked, uh, but not some of my, I, sometimes you get some really good duels midweek. I'm looking forward to some of those. Those don't come out till fall. So, so Denny, uh, are you on spring break right now? No, we got two weeks. We go all this week, all next week. And then we're, then we're out for a week. Okay. Um, so when you're not being an official or, or working, you know, what are some of the things that you like to do? Cause we, I want to emphasize the human part. Like you started this thing out so perfect. You're, you're talking about, I saw these guys and I really like, I realized basically what you said is they put their pants on one leg at a time. Um, but you did it w- way more eloquently. Um, but when you're not doing the stuff that we've been talking about, what do you like to do for fun, man? Well, I have, uh, I have two step kids, one's 19, one's 17 and she's in track, the 17 year old. And then I got, we have a kid, uh, me and my wife have Sam, he's eight. Um, so if you have an eight year old, you're busy. Um, <laughs> he's getting ready to play, uh, uh, baseball. He's a big baseball guy. Um, so I'm getting ready to just enjoy baseball season with him. Um, he's flirted with wrestling. He, he likes going to practice. Um, but he's not into the tournament scene yet, which is fine with me. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like to, we go fishing a lot and we go camping a lot. We just do family. You know, I grew up in West Virginia and that was what we did. We went fishing and camping all the time. So I kind of do what I did in West Virginia with these guys. We got to really, I mean, I call it camping. It's a, like, we pull this like luxurious condo behind our truck. So yeah. Glamping, I think is what yeah. the kids call that. Yes, exactly. But, hey. If you, if you got it, you might as well. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I was, I thought you were going to say fishing and uh, I think you might, I might have to come over, come to Tiffin and you teach, or, you know, come to Tiffin, you teach me a couple of things. Cause I need to pick my fishing game up. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we hit the ponds around here. All these farmers, they got these big bass ponds. We do a lot of fun. I mean, we do, it's a lot of fun going out and, uh, and then I live right on the Sandusky river. I, I can look out my window right now and see the Sandusky river. And oh, that's awesome, man. Catfish. You know, it's, it's a neat little place we got here and the kids can go out and fish and ride and get on their kayaks and stuff. So that's what I was going to ask West Virginia, do what typical West Virginia people do. So well, that's what everyone should be doing when the weather permits, get outside, yeah. get away from the screens. Right. Yes. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Hey man. Uh, you know, I, I, I really appreciate you having on the show, having you on the show. I appreciate you agreeing to do it. Um, you know, I learned a lot from you when I got to take my class. And when I speak, when I'm at tournaments too, you know, I'm always that guy that comes up and because I probably won't officiate anytime soon that I always come up and say, Hey, can you help me understand this rule or whatever? And you're always uh, quick to say, well, this is the rule and this is why it's called that way and stuff. And um, I think we need more officials like that, you know, that are willing to take the time and do those little extra things. Um, yeah. I know that, you know, you, you taught me as an official, but like for coaches, I wish more coaches would just have the wherewithal to go, hey, not in the middle of the match, but after just sure. be like, can you help me understand or. Oh, I uh, love that. I love, I love, I love having a f- conversation with a coach that's cordial and he's learning. And then I might be learning a little bit too, because I get to, I get to see what he's seeing, you know, and I'm like, you know, yeah, I think it comes down to that moment, though, that you had as a master's student working a tournament where you finally like I, I think there's this thing where people either have it or they don't. It happens in their life or it doesn't where you have this epiphany that, oh, wait a minute, coaches, wrestlers and officials are not mortal enemies like yeah. it takes all three of us for wrestling to even happen and if we can realize that now I could get heated and stand my ground when it really, really matters or when I perceive it to, 
Yeah. But other than that, we should just be like, Hey, thanks for letting me be here and coach and like stay involved in wrestling and letting that kid wrestle. You know, it's those two hours of practice every day after work might be the best time of his life. You know, sure. like that's part of so much more that happens than, you know, on the other side, other than competition, but it can't happen without officials, coaches, wrestlers, supportive parents and supportive administration. Yeah. So I, I just appreciate you for being you, I guess is what I'm saying, man. I, I go through my week the same way in the wrestle season. I'm like, well, it's just Tuesday and get through the day and go to work and then pick up the kids and then make dinner. And then I'm like, but yeah, Saturday, man, I got a tournament. Can't wait. Can't wait to be there Saturday, you know? So it's, it's pretty cool. And then you get paid for it. And it's like, wow, I, that was a lot of fun. I got money too. So yeah, you're not going to get rich, but you're going to have fun and you're going to end up with a net positive gain at the end of it. Yeah. It, I, I love it, man. I, I, I just love doing it. Yeah. I'm not an economics professional or anything but anytime i can have a lot of fun and walk away from where i am with more money than when i came in yeah boom i'm there did something right <laughs> yeah man hey thank you so much for being on the show stick around i'm gonna stop the recording you just want to catch up with you if that's cool cool man i appreciate you having me and and uh i hope i hope we've been spreading the word about your podcast you're doing a great job um another kudos thing you probably don't hear a lot but i i've, I've refereed some junior high tournaments had you in it and I tell you, I, I think you do a really good job with your kids and really positive. And those kids, like, I, I think they are getting better at wrestling every time I see them. Um, so I, I like, I like it hearing you from the corner, man. Thank you. Uh, that made my day. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I think I can speak for most of the coaches at uh, where I get to coaches. Um, we understand, you know, winning's cool. It's fun. Makes you cooler in school. But <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, we're trying to produce better young men and women um, sure. and what they were before they walked in the room. And if you win a hundred matches or you win one, doesn't matter. I want to talk to you in 20 years and see what you're doing with your life. That is exactly right. I call at Fremont. I call it be a GHB good human being. That's all we need. GHBs in the room. So boom, mic drop. All right. Yeah. Stay out. <laughs> <laughs>